0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Plumbers of Data Science podcast where I talk about data engineering the basically plumbing of data science Um, today I have a few topics I'd like to talk about one is um, data APIs so how can you communicate with a platform and another one that fits to that is um, json javascript object notation um yeah okay so let's start so apis apis are a huge part of a platform and it's a, a big part of the functionality that you as a user usually don't see. Application programming interfaces um, are in the background but they offer the main functionality um, to you as a developer to your apps um, without the use of a user interface. So when you look at Twitter for instance you can send a tweet by going on to your Twitter account, and you log in, uh, and then you send the tweet over the web interface. Done. This is very simple, and there is, for you, there is no use of an API. Then you have, for instance, your app on your iPhone or your Android device. You go in, you log in, you send a tweet done for you there is no API involved here but what actually happens is that there is an API behind working behind the app on the Twitter platform that lets the app execute um, statements execute functionality for instance the log on system you log on you um, you send your user information, you send a tweet and in the background it's it's an API that is working there getting you the, the tweets that you see on the user interface sending your tweets, let you send direct messages and so on. You don't see that because the the app for Twitter for instance is from Twitter so it's not that you that you're actually using or or interacting with the API now in a different scenario let's say you build your own app and you want to add Twitter functionality or you have a device a machine device and you want to send tweets directly from the machine let's say from your car your car should Twitter uh, when something is wrong, when, uh, when, you're, yeah, when, when the battery charge is lower, or whatever, then you interact with the APIs, you can program on top of the APIs. You can, for instance, re- register your app uh, with, with Twitter. This is how this works. You register your app with Twitter and then you get a authentication key via OAuth, um, this is an auth- authentication system with a key, a, this OAuth is a, is a unique key that then gets um, basically connected with your app and lets you communicate with the API as, as you, um, as your identity. And then you can use the API to query, users you can use the API to um, yeah, send tweets from your app natively without um, without going to another app and so it's a APIs are, are very important um, not only for Twitter for basically every every platform because nowadays the mo- most of the interactions are not done by a, by a user. Twitter is, an, is a, a social media a platform, so it's for, for the people, basically, done for the people. But when you think about um, the Internet of Things and IoT applications, On the other side, on one side is the platform and on the other side is an application, is a machine, is a piece of software and that piece of software has no use for a user interface and so it needs to use an API. It needs to use an API to send to to actually uh, authenticate you or uh, authenticate itself uh, with you, with the platform and it needs a way to send data to you and also um, receive data from you from the platform and without that functionality it's it's very hard to to do new things you can because only with a with a with a user interface it's basically useless And so most of the development and or a lot of development is actually done then in the background for the apis so in twitter's case so that you can offer um, good apis to developers and those developers then program on to on top of your apis and use your platform and the better the apis is the are the easier is it to basically make business as a third party with that platform so let's say you are offering a ai service that lets you that does anomaly detection you need good ap you need good apis so for companies that are in the internet of things or whatever that they very easily and very clearly can program against your API and use your platform to gain insight and to make a business out of your, your service. And so, you, of course, those APIs need to be um, made in a way that you, that you scale very good if you're on an, on a cloud platform for instance you have a load balancing in front of it and you have auto scaling groups where you let's say you have a rest interface on top of a on top of a web server that this web server then um, this is a very traditional approach you have that web server and that one scales is in an auto scaling group so the more the more api calls are made and when the when things like the cpu um, load on that server are above a threshold the platform like aws triggers a auto scaling and then uh, basically spins up new instances of that server and through the load balancer then um, feeds the data into those new instances. So APIs are a crucial part of the system mostly overlooked by by the user but for the developer very very important. And the, the, yeah. so the also the, the the improvements of APIs are super important. You start with a basic functionality and then you add more functionality over time Um, one thing that is a bit uh, you need to be be look out for the problem is if you change API's so you have version 1 and then version 2 and the version 2 is not downwards compatible with version 1 and at some point you um, discontinue version one so it's no longer working. So every app, every developer that has built on version one then gets cut off of the system. And this is this is naturally, uh, it's not always, you cannot always um, make sure that this doesn't happen, but this is something to keep in mind. So the initial API design needs to be needs to be quite good so we have that We need to have that down correctly. Um, regarding JSON why is, why is JSON so important here? Um, for instance with Twitter the, the upside with JSON is that when you have a rest api um, that you can easily structure those calls you can structure the calls and make it for for the for the server and the client very easy to um, to use the api the upside of uh, of json apis is they are readable to the human so it's very easy to debug if you have a if you have a a call that doesn't work um, you usually get an info from the server what doesn't work and then like with tools like um, notepad plus plus and a fitting um, plugin, you can easily put that um, the JSON string in there have it Formatted in a very simply readable way, and then look at it. Or there are there are um, online services or online tools that for free you can paste in your JSON string, and then have it formatted into a into a good readable um, format for you for a human, and you analyze it. Most of them tell you uh, also if you, if something isn't right from the for the setup uh, that where the problem lies then in, in which line or where is yeah, where is the issue here. Um, yeah, what a, a big use case for JSON outside of APIs is in the big data environment for logging. So, um, Server logs, application logs. If you put them in a JSON format, um, it has a, a huge it has a huge upside and a bit of a downside, which is not really the downside is not so important for big data systems, because um, the downside with JSON is that you have a certain overhead in the in the transmission and the the information because the objects are uh, are escaped or are, are marked through, through brackets and so on. And so you have um, you have that as a, as a additional um, character always or you have multiple additional characters, increase the length of the JSON but uh, let's say you you paste the JSON into a file in HDFS or you you paste it into you post it into a Kafka server the log instance so you have an error it gets posted into a or a warning or whatever posted into a Kafka that then it moves down the line through spark and into a HDFS file where you just append the the log messages the log events And what you then can do um, is you analyze it. And the upside with JSON is that if you want to access the information, there are a lot of deserializers, a lot of um, tools available, for instance, in Java or in Python, um, how you, how the, like in Java, it's JSON, where you can, automatically deserialize a JSON string into Java uh, objects and you can work with that very easily and same is is in Spark that you that you can very easily work with with these objects Uh, yeah Uh, one thing that is uh, that is very good is that when you have a a HDFS file now we're getting more in the, the big data stuff if you have an a HDFS file full of JSON strings with the same format because it's all the log file. Um, What you can do is you can use Hive. Because um, in Hive you can define, uh, you can make uh, a, you can basically format the file into a database table. So you can make SQL like queries to that HDFS file. And you can access it in a SQL manner. So, in the, it's basically a file with JSON strings, and for, from a software like Tableau, who is using Hive, you can access it with a SQL query. And so, it's, JSON is, is very, very powerful to use. And so, APIs use it use it a lot. Because it's it's easy to use and very understandable and versatile Uh, and also in the big data world uh, in the logging world it's very very much used. Yeah, let me just check if there is another point here I wanted to make. Um, No, okay. Okay, that's, that's already it. Um, I hope this information helps you when you think about um, creating, creating a platform or a, or a service. Make, try to make a business, try to build an app. APIs, use the APIs, work with the APIs. Go to, for instance, one thing, oh, I totally forgot one thing that is super important and some platforms are doing this very well like twitter is the documentation for the apis some platforms have super crazy good um, documentation for the apis and that's also one point that makes it very very easy as a developer to use the api it's a, a good documentation yeah so, and I, I hope it helps you to look into JSON um, for, for getting new ideas how to do the logging and do analytics of, of log files and data. And yeah, check it out. Um, it's easy to test and it's, it's easy to work with. I I personally uh, like Jason very much. Alright, so that's it for today. We'll meet tomorrow. Hello everyone and welcome to the Plumbers of Data Science podcast where I talk about data engineering, the basically plumbing of data science. Um, Today I have a few topics I'd like to talk about. One is um, data APIs. So, how can you communicate with a platform? And another one that fits to that is um, JSON, JavaScript object notation. Um, Yeah, okay. So, let's start. So, APIs. APIs are a huge part of a platform, and it's a a big part of the functionality that you as a user usually don't see. Application programming interfaces um, are in the background, but they offer the main functionality um, to you as a developer, to your apps, without the use of a user interface. So when you look at Twitter, for instance, you can send a tweet by going onto your Twitter account and you log in uh, and then you send the tweet over the web interface. Done. This is very simple and there is, for you, there is no use of an API. Then you have, for instance, your app on your iPhone or your Android device. You go in, you log in, you send a tweet, done. For you, there is no API involved here, but what actually happens is that there is an API behind, working behind the app on the Twitter platform that lets the app execute um, statements, execute functionality. For instance, the log on system, you log on, you um, you send your user information, you send a tweet and in the background it's, it's an API that is working there getting you the, the tweets that you see on the user interface, sending your tweets, let you send direct messages, and so on. You don't see that because the, the app for Twitter, for instance, is from Twitter. So it's not that, you, that you're actually using or, or interacting with the API. Now in a different scenario, let's say you build your own app and you want to add Twitter functionality or you have a device, a machine device and you want to send tweets directly from the machine, let's say from your car, your car should twitter uh, when something is wrong, when uh, when your yeah, when when the battery charge is low or whatever. Then you interact with the APIs, you can program on top of the APIs. You can, for instance, register your app uh, with with Twitter. This is how this works. You register your app with Twitter and then you get a authentication key via OAuth. Um, This is an authentication system with a key. OAuth is is a unique key that then gets um, basically connected with your app and lets you communicate with the API as as you, um, as your identity. And then you can use the API to query um, users. You can use the API to um, yeah, send tweets from your app natively without um, without going to another app and so it's a API's are, are very important um, not only for Twitter for basically every every platform because nowadays the mo- most of the interactions are not done by a by a user Twitter is, an, is a, a social media a platform so it's for, for the people basically, done for the people. But when you think about um, the Internet of Things and IoT applications, on the other side, on one side is the platform and on the other side is an application, is a machine, is a piece of software. And that piece of software has no use for a user interface. And so it needs to use an API, it needs to use an API to send to, to actually uh, authenticate you or uh, authenticate itself uh, with you with the platform, and it needs a way to send data to you and also um, receive data from you from the platform. And without that functionality, it's it's very hard to. to do new things you can because only with a with a with a user interface it's basically useless and so most of the development and or a lot of development is actually done then in the background for the apis so in twitter's case so that you can offer um, good apis to developers and those developers then program on to on top of your apis and use your platform and the better the apis is the are the easier is it to basically make business as a third party with that platform so let's say you are offering a ai service that lets you that does anomaly detection you need good ap you need good apis so for companies the in the Internet of Things or whatever that they very easily and very clearly can program against your API and use your platform to gain insight and to make a business out of your your service and so you of course those APIs need to be um, made in a way that you that you scale very good if you're on an on a cloud platform for instance you have a load balancing in front of it and you have auto scaling groups where you let's say you have a rest interface on top of a on top of a web server that this web server then this is a very traditional approach you have that web server and that one scales is in an auto scaling group so the more the more api calls are made and when the when things like the cpu um, load on that server are above a threshold the platform like aws triggers a auto scaling and then uh, basically spins up new instances of that server, and through the load balancer then um, feeds the data into those new instances. So APIs are a crucial part of the system, mostly overlooked by the, by the user, but for the developer very very important. And the, the, yeah, so the. Also the, the, the improvements of APIs are super important. You start with a basic functionality and then you add more functionality over time. Um, one thing that is a bit uh, you need to be, be look out for, the problem is if you change APIs. So you have version one and then version two, and the version two is not downwards compatible with version one, and at some point you um, discontinue version one, so it's no longer working. So every app, every developer that has built on version one then gets cut off of the system. And this is this is naturally, uh, it's not always, you cannot always, um, make sure that this doesn't happen, but this is something to keep in mind. So the initial API design needs to be needs to be quite good, so we have that, you need to have that down correctly. Um, Regarding JSON, why is is JSON so important here? For instance with twitter the the upside with json is that when you have a rest api um, that you can easily structure those calls you can structure the calls and make it for for the for the server and the client very easy to um, to use the api the upside of uh, of JSON APIs is they are readable to the human so it's very easy to debug if you have a if you have a a call that doesn't work um, you usually get an info from the server what doesn't work and then like with tools like um, notepad plus plus and a fitting um, plug you can easily put that um, the JSON string in there have it formatted in a very simply readable way, and then look at it. Or there are, there are um, online services or online tools that, for free, you can paste in your JSON string, and then have it formatted into a into a good readable um, format for you, for a human, and you analyze it. Most of them tell you. Uh, also if you, if something isn't right from the for the setup uh, that where the problem lies then in in which line or where is yeah where is the issue here um, yeah what a a big use case for json outside of apis is in the big data environment For logging, so um, server logs, application logs, if you put them in a JSON format, it has a a huge it has a huge upside and a bit of a downside, which is not really the downside is not so important for big data systems, because uh, the downside with JSON is that. You have a certain overhead in the in the transmission and the the information because the objects are uh, are escaped or are are marked through through brackets and so on, and so you have um, you have that as a as a additional. Um, character always, or have multiple additional characters who increase the length of the JSON. But uh, let's say you, you paste the JSON into a file in HDFS or you, you paste it into, you post it into a Kafka server, the lock instance, so you have an error, it gets posted into a, or a warning or whatever, posted into a Kafka that then it moves down the line through Spark, and into a hdfs file where you just append the the log messages the log events and what you then can do um, is you analyze it and the upside with json is that if you want to access the information there are a lot of deserializers a lot of um, tools available for instance in java or in python um, how you how the like in Java, it's JSON, where you can automatically deserialize a JSON string into Java uh, objects, and you can work with that very easily. And same is is in Spark that you that you can very e- easily work with with these objects. Uh, yeah, uh, one thing that is that is very good is that when you have a a HDFS file, now we're getting more into the, the big data stuff, if you have an a HDFS file full of JSON strings with the same format, because it's a, all the log file, um, what you can do is you can use Hive, because um, in Hive you can define, uh, you can make uh, a you can basically format the file into a database table. So you can make SQL-like queries to that HDFS file and you can access it in a SQL manner. So it's basically a file with JSON strings and from a software like Tableau who is using Hive, you can access it with a SQL query. And so it's JSON is, is very, Very powerful to use and so APIs use it use it a lot because it's it's easy to use and very understandable and versatile Uh, and also in the big data world uh, in the logging world it's very very much used Let me just check if there is another point here I wanted to make. no um, oh, okay, okay, that's that's already it. Um, I hope this information helps you when you think about um, creating creating a platform or a or a service. try to make a business, try to build an app. APIs, use the APIs, work with the APIs. Go to, for instance, one thing, oh, I totally forgot, one thing that is super important, and some platforms are doing this very well, like Twitter, is the documentation for the APIs. Some platforms have super crazy good um, documentation for the APIs, and that's also one point it makes it very, very easy as a developer to use the API. It's a, a good documentation. Yeah, so, and I, I hope it helps you to look into JSON um, for, for getting new ideas how to do the logging and do analytics of, of log files and data and yeah, check it out um, it's easy to test and it's it's easy to work with yeah, i i personally uh, like jason very much all right so that's it for today we'll meet tomorrow